Okay, now before we start anything, Captain Blood 17, are you there? And can we get a mic check? <laughs> no rattling? We're, we're happy with that? Still got a squeaky chair, though. Uh, that's okay. Squeaky chair we can cope with. We can cope with that. But the mic, we have some solid feedback on the mic over the course of the week. We almost started a GoFundMe page for you, but we thought we'd give you one more chance. What's your attire like tonight? We did put in a request for a topless show. Have you gone to that extreme? I am. Just for the for the ladies out there, I'm seriously broadcasting naked, and I am lathered in baby oil, so I am just, like, smooth. I shave my gooch area. I am just, like... I am smooth and ready to go. Mate, but if you're, if you're classy, you if you're classy, mate, you have you shaved your anus? No. A no. little bit of skin between your <laughs> bum hole and, you know, with, with a tail. <laughs> no, you're a shocker, mate. You're a heathen. Barbarian, mate. All right. So hopefully we've got the mic issues fixed for tonight. So we'll, uh, we'll be sure to give you instant feedback if it pops up again, no doubt. <laughs> Can't handle uh, another poll on me, mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Tig, I'm welcome to you, mate. Thank you, mate. Yeah, thank you. What a way to start the show, eh? Well, we all, we had technical issues with you as well before. I'm going to throw you under the bus because CB tweeted yeah. it. I Where saw you tweet. Yeah, how shocking is that, mate? Mid-sentence okay. and Tink just drops out altogether. Yeah. And, he's, he's, and tell us why again. What, what's, why well, is... yeah, I'll explain it to the listeners. But first of all, I just want to say we're supposed to be the three amigos. And the first opportunity <laughs> you get to throw me under the bus, <laughs> you fucking tweet it to the world. <laughs> you know, it's great, great. And I'll give oh, you right. some... And I'll give you fucking confidential information. Go, go he. Um, I'm a rat. Yeah, now what I've done, I've um, I've got floorboards in my computer room. Like, we just got them laid in. And I've got, I don't know if all you tech heads out there, I've got a Corsair 300D computer uh, case. So it's like a tower, really big. So the case sits on the floor, stands on the floor, I should say. For some reason now, when I move my um, computer chair around, sometimes the USB would just switch off. So the headphones just turn off. And I have to take the USB out and plug the USB back in, and I don't know what's causing it. So, so listeners, for the record, A, he's used no nails or liquid nails to secure his flooring, and B, he's got a massive tower for porn. That's what <laughs> it comes down to. Massive, massive, mate. Massive. No, I think he's, a big, he's a big gamer. Loves the online oh, I'm a huge gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you see my rig, if you go to the computer thread in the, um, in the, in the forums, I think it was about four years ago, so... Keep in mind, this is four years ago when the Titan Nexus first came out. I had a, I got this one built with twin Titan Nexus, and it was my bucket list. Hey, look, listen, I'm 48 now, but I was 45 back then, and and I said to the wife, I said, you know, I got four kids, you know, I I I'm pretty good with money. I was my wife manages it all, that's why I'm pretty good with it. But like, <laughs> right, and you know, I don't gamble or anything like that. So I said to my wife, I said, look, I need to do this. It's my bucket list, and. For those um, who want a bit of background, I grew up very poor. My parents, you know, commissioned flats in South Yarra and um, uh, they didn't have any money. Um, and my mum, my dad left when I was pretty young. So um, I built my own computer when I first got one. And if everyone remembers, Collingwood Town Hall used to always have to swap meets. And I used to catch a bus and a train from Broadie just to get cheap parts to do a 286, Pentium 286, and built that up. Then I did a 386 and... You know, I was stoked one day. My biggest was getting 125 um, megabyte of um, RAM. Back then, it was installing it. So anyway, um, I've always made do. And um, yeah, no, when I, now I've obviously got the money and stuff. That I said I want to buy myself state of the art. That I don't have to build myself. And that's what I forked out. And I was quite yeah. happy with it. I still got it. It's it's the Titan Nexus have died. I've swapped them now for what's the card? Hold on, I'll tell you. Just don't I'll move it in case we lose your headset. Yeah. Very, very, it's a GTX 
RTX 2080 Super. I've got two of those put in. So, um, yeah. There we go. A bit of tech talk with Tiger 71 to kick us off. There you go. There you go. All you nerds, just get off on that shit, right? Move them all. <laughs> all those nerds, you disgust mm. me. I'm a jock. Uh, yeah, you're a jock. <laughs> yeah, I'd, a push jock. You, I'd push you guys into lockers and laugh with my yeah. big muddle-headed yeah, mates as I strut down the hall. Yeah, love to see you try, son. That's <laughs> a small tip. That's a small tip. A lot of us nerds, mate, we're fitness fanatics too. It's the new age. Now, I've got to say, I had to bring it up about the fucking crackling with the microphone. Who's having a cup of coffee? You said you were, didn't you? You're slurping. No, who just drank their coffee right now? I don't know. It's already me. Oh, again. <laughs> At the start of the show, all last episode, but I didn't. I don't want to hammer you too hard, right? But now, just before we started the show, and we got sidetracked to do you shave your anus and all that sort of stuff, you slurped. And you slurped just then. Don't slurp, son. It's Sick. hot. It's a hot cup of. I'm drinking a cup of green tea for those people out there wondering. My body's a temple. <laughs> oh, I think someone in this trio has a vagina. <laughs> a vagina, see Freshly shorn. <laughs> no, sorry, look, we have female listeners and they know we're not very politically correct, but we love our women. You know? Belton John's wig, I got your back, baby, Josie. We got you. Lee, Lee, you know, nothing but love. Nothing but love. All right, we're going to do things in a little bit of reverse order. We wanted to kick the show with a bit of a bang, so we'll talk about the game that, uh, that happened the other the other night a bit later on. But um, earlier on the day, I popped a poll up on Twitter that's for the listeners to get involved in that was going to influence tonight's show, and the question was pretty simple. Who did you want to explain the, to the Essendon fans out there who were complete nuffies the difference between the Koch 2017 incident and the Dylan Shield incident on the weekend? Because... You wouldn't believe the amount of bullshit that's being tweeted by Essendon people in the last 24 hours saying that it's identical, this, that, and the other. And, I mean, I've been having a crack. and So I thought we'll put it to the listeners and see who they wanted to, to talk about it. Uh, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, I only got one vote. I'm on 7%. Uh, CB17, you had 15% of the votes. Tiger71, you had 37% of the votes, including one from CB, and you were going to vote yourself, he did say, but you didn't want to in case <laughs> no, you didn't see. No, I didn't. I wasn't going to vote for But I didn't technically vote for myself, so let's just put it out there the, to the listeners. Deep down, he did want to. He, he's backing himself in here. Uh, but the, the winning vote was actually all of the above with 41%, so everyone was pretty keen to hear all of this kind of... Uh, Dip our toe in the water for this one, but given that you got the highest votes out of the three of us, Tiggs, you can kick it off. All right. All right. Now, first, any young kids that are listening to this podcast, any any people that do not like the swearing words and, you know, a, a good fearing person, please, 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 for the next five or so minutes, put the headset down. Go make yourself a cuppa. That's <laughs> Please right, don't, go too, don't, don't go too nah, loose. We've got to give him a second. We've got to give him a second. All right, just get on the Spotify. Right. We don't want to lose. <laughs> All right. Now, I have to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I was so fucking furious debating. I've got a brother-in-law that's tested a man. And, you know, hearing the knobs on SCN, I got so angry, mate. It fucking ended up transforming my voice into a pirate. I was like, hey, my hussies, hey. <laughs> It's like someone killing a parrot. <laughs> the worst part is the worst part is he said he practiced it. Oh. Every, all right, now nah, seriously, Essendon, you're fucking stupid, right? Anyone that even thinks that Cochin incident incident is the same as Shill is 
dead set a dipshit, right? And let me just explain it. I'll cut them down. I'll try to make it really simple, right? Cochin, if you look at the freeze frame, you look at it in full motion or whatever, Cochin was looking at the ball. Yes, he saw Shield coming, but then he dropped his head and went straight at the ball. He curved his shoulder in, right, to protect himself. But also, as Cochin always does in every game when he does that sort of motion, he does that in a way too. So when he hits the ball, he, it, the ball stays under his body. So he sort of like does it like a semi-roll. And and I even don't even think, yeah, Shield got hit really hard, probably jarred him in the head, but I reckon he got concussed when he slammed in at Asprey like a dummy did. Now, the, uh, Shield's, Shield actually looked to where the North player was, tucked his shoulder in, looked at him again, and never looked at the ball, and just ran right past the ball and hit the shoulder him. That's what he did. Hit him right in the head. Um, and the proof on that too is, is when the when Dill's still in shop after running through the guy – the ball was already five, six metres away in another contest, and then he ran after the contest. So it was a clean takeout. Um, so seriously, I had my brother-in-law going on. We're driving down um, uh, driving down the Hume Freeway, and I got so angry at him. I said, man, and he refused to look at it. So I had to do it, man. I saw a cop car, and I waved the cop car down, and the cop stopped us, and he said, what's going on? I showed him my licence. I said, see, I'm, I'm in my suburb. This prick here, <laughs> no. why is he here? And he, <laughs> he's going, who are my brother-in-law? Prove it, fucker. Prove it. My last name is different from his. He's just, you know, oh, he just got me so angry, you know. Even that $1,650 fine didn't make me feel better. But they, that, that's, I hope I clarified it. Any Essendon losers, you're dead set. It was a clean takeout. He took him out. He, and he, you know why he took him out too, I reckon? Bit of psychology in here. What's with his samurai haircut? What is this fucking thing? He's a Shinto, fucking Bud, um, Buddhist, whatever they call themselves. He's you're a flog shill. You you joined Essendon for the cash. You're their big whale albatross over the neck because you haven't performed. You're not a starting midfielder, mate. You're you're just and so what you're trying to do is go the bully, mate. You're trying to be a tough, hard person and you're not. So. Mate, just yeah, I'm done with that club after the thing. I'm I'm, I'm done with a few other topics, but this yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I ain't go back to my ship. I <laughs> I'm just going to say this for any of you people out there that thought we're just starting to think that you could talk football with an Essendon supporter, you just get a stark reminder that they know nothing about football. Yeah, you reckon Carlton supporters are dumb? Oh. These guys are next-level stupid on Carlton supporters. That's oh, how mate, dumb they are. Oh, you're going too far, mate. Both of them are, like, really, really fucking dumb, but I think Carlton, you can't, <laughs> oh, can't oh, have of the ninth hell and fucking, mate, oh, nah, no. they're, they're stupid. No, no. Nah. They are just morons. They, you, you just see them on social media. And, and, and the kicker is, he's the kicker. They actually think they're a genuine shot this year. Yeah, win a final. So all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, right, just just hold your nerve, Tigers. You don't have to bite yet. We're going to kick their balls in so hard down the line. It's going to be, and I hope we don't do it once. I hope we get them in a final against like '95 and kick the shit out of them. Yeah. That's what I hope. Yeah, yeah the, the shoe one for me, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there, Tiggs, that it's all about the ball. That's essentially the main focal point. In one instance, Koch won the footy. Shield didn't even try to win the football. It's as simple as that. And uh, as I put on Twitter, I've got no issue in people having an opinion about if Cotton should have gotten a week or not. That's fine. That's up for debate. You've got your opinion. That's cool. What the issue is, is people are trying to say it's the same incident or a similar incident to compare it to. That's the issue. And it's not. They're just a bit butthurt because 
Shield now plays for them instead of when he was playing at GWS. But in no way was that a similar incident whatsoever. Um, yeah, just I can't explain how hard it is to to try and get that through to people on Twitter and stuff like that. You, you can read, you can go through the Tigercast Twitter page and read the exchanges I've had with people. It's just remarkable that they won't accept that it's two different incidents. So uh, on the uh, the other comment you made, CB, about them the supporters thinking they're going to be successful, I'm pretty certain someone in the media, I can't remember who it was, I'm trying to look it up quickly, but I can't find it, said recently that if Joe Danaher starts playing again, they will win the flag. Not, <laughs> not <laughs> Mark, they will win the flag. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he just coming straight into form and, oh, you know what, you give Essendon a few wins, right? You know what the problem is with Essendon? It's the problem with us. When we were shit, right, and had a shit culture, what was shit about us, right, was that we looked good when we lost. If you remember, we went through when Daffy used to play with us. You know, we had the odd finals appearance. Northy changed it somewhat. But if you remember that we used to be a um, helter-skelter side, we used to offensively, we would do bang, 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 bang. But we had no defence really and teams, teams would absorb what we're doing and then just run us over. But when it looked good, it looked great, right? And... Essendon is exactly that. There are they're just there's no substance to them till they actually fix. It's like Carlton too. Like give give these two flogs a little bit of wins. They're the supporters get the head wobble going on and and they they don't talk football last year. They didn't talk football in seventeen or in eighteen. But give them a few wins. They all fucking football experts and <laughs> the media. You know you really lost me this year. Man. I reckon all the media's got COVID. Right? Like seriously. Corns, you got Cooney. Why the fuck is he in the media anyway? Like Cooney, seriously. Oh, what next? We're going to give Adam Trelaw a main spot. It's just, um, it's yeah. The standards drop so hard, and they all reckon they're so quick to turn on sides, so and so quick to pump sides up. Port Adelaide is premiership favourites. Oh, I fucking lose my mind. It's like. When, when did I hear that last? Oh, yeah, I heard it again. I heard that last year at the same time. Oh, the year before that too. And it, oh, it just fucking shits me. <laughs> shits me. There you go. So there's the wrap-up of the uh, the Essendon saga of oh. Shield versus Cochin. Straight into a bloodbath, CB. Radio, Damien Harwick, how dare you? How <laughs> oh, dare you apologise to Longmire for calling out what we witnessed on Sunday? You should never have apologised. In fact, you should have doubled down. Sydney owned the flood. They own it from the 90s. They're the kings of negative footy. The only blokes having a wank over that game that was played on Sunday is Paul Ruse and Ross Lyon. And for them, it was probably too high scoring if you ask them. And these dickheads like Sam Edmund, who are trying to defend Sydney, mate, it's not 1987. We've actually got access to the team heat maps. And guess what, dickhead? When there is nothing but a giant red jelly bean jelly bean shape in our forward 50 from the Sydney defenders, guess what they're doing? They're flooding. How shit a team and how shit a coach do you have to be to not try and score? Not even attempt to move the ball forward. It's borderline bringing the game into disrepute. And if this is the crap they're going to pull, for God's sake, Skill, get them off the free-to-air TV and give the Saints and Gold Coast a go. At least they have a crack. Sydney and Longmire, you're a disgrace. Get the fuck off my TV. (laughs) Hear, hear. And the lies... And the lies from City. Yeah, they're all fucking liars. Like, of course, like, if you're going to get on national TV, mate, and pot our coach and say, oh, no, no, we kept our structure six, six, and six, I say, and the media, this is why they're so low standard. None of them have fucking held him to task. None of them have looked at the heat map. And you know what they haven't done? They haven't listened to the fucking commentators. They were actually at the ground. 
when you hear multiple times, I think it was Bartel, oh, yeah, Sydney's parking the bus. Sydney's parking the bus. A team they're holding to their structures is not getting called parking the bus, right? So they lie, and he's a liar. And I've lost full respect for Sydney, and I just hope we pummeled him. And you know what? Fucking, I'm going to go COVID here for a second. Sydney Flogs is like their sides. Their state is mirrored to me now of their side, where we got, yeah, got a COVID issue, and they were the first ones to put the boot in. First ones to tell us to stay at home and this and this. And they've got more cases than we have, right? Go fuck yourself, Sydney. Go fuck your side. Go fuck your state, right? You're about as good as Perth. You're about as good as Perth, right? Just fuck right off. That's it. New, Sa- about him New, get New South Wales, mate. Yeah, New South Wales. This is just oh. proof Tasmanians can friggin' swim. Yeah, look, that's why prostitution's rife in New South Wales, mate. That's how they get married over there. Fucking crazy stuff, New South Wales. What's serving the army we are, which is based in Holsworthy? Let me tell you, Michaels, because you're a good Christian boy. You hardly ever been out of your mum's mum's bedroom. I mean, in a good way. You know your mum's house. You know your mum's bedroom. That sounds a bit odd, doesn't it? Um, but they, they just, um, they just, mate, what a shithole, mate. I mean. The only good thing about Sydney is the trains. Like that's it. The train system is pretty, pretty amazing. They do but... good trains. The double decker train, which I think it's a good, good idea. Yeah, but the rest of the place is shit hot. That's why the hub, uh, Sydney Harbour, looks fucking weird. Have you noticed? Sydney? Have you really had a good look at Sydney Harbour? No, you not in the in way you would have on tipping. No, no, no. Victoria <laughs> wouldn't have Sydney Harbour in Victoria. Would fix it. We'll call a couple of wogs to come in and fucking straighten the roof out. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking strange. I don't know. It looks like quarters of a cup like if you put a cup on its side and you put the cup half under the water that's what it looks like strange anyway it's all fucking new age uh what's it what's what's my son told me um what are they called cancel culture that's what new south wales is what in cancel culture i don't even know what that means so the listeners gonna help me cancel culture actually means but yeah nah 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 shit place shit side yeah well um before we will actually roll that into a bit of a review of the game against the Swans, and now that we've got the funny stuff out of the way, I do want to um, just quickly mention a, a bit of a shout out to Basher Hawley and his family. And his mm-hmm. mum is going through a battle with COVID nineteen in ICU currently, so I mean it's not nice that anyone has to suffer from that, let alone someone that the board, the big footy board, sponsors and has done since he's arrived at the club. And much love, players. So um, all the support and love to Basher and his family and his mum, and hopefully she she gets through and is back home to see. Her new grandson, especially that—that that would be the toughest part of this, and not being able to yeah. to, to meet him and, and have that special time. And, and as Basher said in his video, if you haven't seen it, jump onto the club website. And it doesn't matter if you support Richmond or not, you can't not respect and love what that guy is all about. He's just such an inspirational leader, and his message is pretty simple: that um, just do the right thing. If you've got any symptoms, go and get tested. It's not painful. It doesn't take long. He's been tested over 30 times being an, an elite athlete. Um, so just do the right thing. If you're feeling any mild symptoms, go and get checked. And if you haven't got symptoms, stay inside. Don't go out. Don't you know? Don't cause any you know uh, spread or give yourself a chance to try to catch it. So just be safe, people. Yeah, good. Yeah, well said, Michael. And Basha, yeah, thoughts are with you, mate. Thoughts are with you. All right. So well, uh, the game against Sydney. I mean. My tweet pretty much summed it up that let's just bank the four points and move on. I did say yeah. let's not talk about it again, but we will touch on it quickly because it, it was a game nonetheless. Uh, Richmond 14-34 defeated Sydney 3-8-26 by eight points, and we're now up to sixth on the ladder after our season was apparently gone, according to Tim Gossage and our dynasty. Shout out to Tim. 
Uh, is it Tim or Tom? I think it's Tim, anyway. Tim um, Sausage. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the first five minutes, we were pretty good. It was dry. The ball was pinging around. Our tools were coming into play. Chol had another great start. Three goals in ten minutes, and then uh, the horse decides to park the bus. Yep. But he didn't do it. Apparently, we're all imagining it. Apparently, it was just, uh, yeah, no. Nah, it was just, look, I posted straight after the game. I rarely ever post after a game on Twitter, right? Um, but I had to. It was the worst game of football. And, you know, I've seen a lot of games. Uh, I had, I don't know, and I said to my wife, is it because it's on TV? Because I'm not used to watching games on TV. And, and she said, no, nah, no, nah, it's just shit. And my wife doesn't say shit. So for her to say shit, then we're talking, it was it was pretty bad. And it was. It was just, look, I love AFL, and one of the cornerstones of the reasons why I love the AFL is because it's a contest, right? You've got one side, regardless of how shit or good they are, want to win the game. You've got both sides, want to win, right? And they play that way. And, yeah, I can get, you know, 15, you know, if you're getting smashed and it's the last quarter, you flood, or 10 minutes of every quarter you flood to protect the scoreboard or fight. I get that, right? That's part of the tactical... But to do it from, what, the second bounce when you realised we were just getting these clean, shy Bolton, Bolton, beautiful clean setting clearances. I think we had three setting clearances that were like, that were like beautiful to watch, old music. Um, the way how clean and, and smooth that they were. And I think you go, nah, fuck that. Let's just start, let's just, you know, congest the whole fucking ground. And it, it showed me, it told me the psyche of, uh, Sydney this year, they'll be bottom um, bottom two, bottom four, you know, uh, 6th, 18th or 17th. Because they've given up. Now, mate. Yeah, they've given up. With Heaney. Heaney's out for the year yeah. with an ankle and um, Kennedy and they've just lost Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've given up. They've given up. They've got injuries and they've lost some big plays and I get that. But, and I said this on Twitter, that to me, something in a game like that, that's a chance to give these young kids experience. They've learnt jack shit from parking the bus for three and a half quarters, and it's, it's almost a bit of a slap in the face of his plays. He's pretty much just said, sorry, fellas, you're, shit, you're not good enough for this game. We're just going to sit here and park the bus and just hope that we don't get scored against heavily, and we might try and fluke a few goals at the end. That's essentially what he did. And, and, and you know what the irony is? You know what the irony is? Have a guess, who's leading, the, have a, have a guess who's leading the goal kicking for the league. Is it, someone, is it Papley? It's Papley. Yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> there you have it. Let him, let him attack and play. <laughs> Just mind blowing, mind blowing they do. But yeah, fuck Sydney. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Yeah, I'd rather focus on us. I'd rather focus on. So that's yeah, what I'll, I'll, I'll talk I'll, about. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, we had a bit of a uh, in Twitter war with uh, a couple of Sydney flocks, right? That like to pop in and all that sort of stuff. And oh yeah, but we were undermanned, so severely undermanned, and oh because we lost all our tall players. Um, if you just compare the list, right? Like they've lost, we've lost Cochin, Preston, and Curvis Hawley, Asprey, um, and Edwards, right? I, I might be missing one, but anyway, they're, they're the ones that we've got, right? They're out. They're all Premiership players. They're all stuff. More importantly, they're all starting twenty-two players. The cattle that they, they they've lost, they're so desperate. They'll, including players I don't even know their names. Like that, they don't. They're, they're the rookies. And, oh, because they're tall, they're, that's why we're so undermanned. Look, yeah, they've got injuries. They have, right? Um, but it's highlighted the fact that they haven't got any depth. Why? Because they've been recruiting for – the recruiting's out of rack. They haven't got layers of redundancy, and that's not our fault. And, again, I don't want – I really want to just move forward. I really want to focus on North because this game 
Um, really ruined an opportunity for me. I really thought it was going to be dry night. How's our luck, Tigers? We out um, uh, height uh, defensive, which is very rare for us to out height a defence like that and fucking has to rain. Not only rain, it was like fucking the, like a tropical hailstorm. It just continued pouring down. We missed that opportunity to go to the media and everyone else writing us, oh, fuck you, when we beat them by 50, 60 points. Um, but, you know, Charlie V, as they say, we got the win, move on. Yeah, but I still think that there's, there's still positives out of there. Um, again, we played a very young team. And, like, I think the, all the ins we put in had an impact. So, Graham was really, really good in the middle. Played, you know, they put I liked him, his game. Who would have thought? The ball was good. Yep, yeah, but, he did, but Graham does that one-arm tackle. I'm sorry. It's it's really – I don't know if I'm getting a psychosis over it. Seriously, I don't know if it's because of the state of I think home. you are. He had a very but, good game. He had, yeah, very, he, mate, he he had, had an okay game. game. But how many missed tackles, particularly when the heat was on at the first quarter, second quarter, he was one-arming them. You know when they go with one arm instead of trying to – Hug the bloke. They go with the one arm first, and then it's so easy to get stepped around. Not only Graham, but Graham was doing it, and he's been doing it nonstop, and it's doing my head in. Stop it. He needs to stop it because it, it just it's just you know how many uh, – what shit me was that second quarter when Sydney actually started playing better than we did, right, because our connection's not there, obviously. It's understandable, but I don't excuse missed tackles. I just don't excuse it. And we had about eight, nine in a row where they literally just one arm to tackle and the Sydney player just either went right through it or stepped around the Richmond player. And that's our, we've never been accused of that before. It's Colton-esque. That's how bad it is when you start one arm and tackles. And we've got, we're doing it consistently, and I fucking have no idea why. Yeah, what do you think? Are you seeing it or is it just me? Oh, we definitely yeah. haven't broken. Oh, I think we've definitely get tackles broken through. Um, it was more... Evident in the first few weeks, I think. I think we've sort of started to fix it a bit, but yeah, it's, I'd yeah. rather see him stick a few more. But um, there, like you said, CB, there was still a few positives come out. I thought our back line, even though there wasn't a lot to do for them when it did go down there, I thought they stood up well. Oh, they were great. Yep. yep. Shy Bolton, his game was, if you want to talk about a, what I consider an excellent game, Shy Bolton, he was, he was, he was, he was dangerous in the midfield, he was dangerous in the forward line. Um, he was he was dangerous. He, he went out and supported the backs. He, he did a, a full game for me, a, a complete game. Um, yeah, he's young. Yeah, he's, there's certain things in his game where, he, like I think in the third or the fourth, he went for a shot where he could hit a open jack or Lynch, I think it was, that was sitting in the forwards in the square, would have marked it. But um, his game was outstanding. Um, I hope I, I just hope we just keep on playing him. Bolter was again solid. Our kids from last week were serviceable, which was good. They didn't drop right off, which can't happen with the younger kids. So they were good. Um, and look, can I – he cops it. Now, I know Dan Rioli's copping it in the ass at the moment and rightly deserved because I, I you compared Dan Rioli to George Castagna. Now, he's copping it from people too. But the difference, how many times did you see George Castagna in the back line? I made too many times to count. On the TV, I had a little notepad on because you can't have the game. You know, I try to, you know, with the record or anything. So I started really paying attention. How many times could I see him in the back line? And he was there 12 times that I, I ended up losing count because I got so upset with the game. But 12 times is what I got up to. And that showed work rate, you know, from the forward line, midfield. And he was just there trying to help um, and create support in our back line and then running forward. Um, Rioli, I saw him on the wing a few times, but he was unsighted for most of the game. Yeah. I think uh, the other one was uh, 
again, our boys, unsung heroes, um, Brody and K-Mac, once again. Are we allowed to claim Broad as our own? As a show? Yeah, Can look, we, do that? I yeah. Stood, we stood up for him when everyone else was going, oh, he's a hack. You know, trade him. You know, it, no, he's, he's so important to us. He's, and he's clean with the footy. He hits a fucking target. He's, he's uh, I don't know, you're the stats man. Um, so yeah, like, he's uh, normally, he normally goes at over 80%, do you? Yeah, that's game. it. So, but I'll say this about Brody too. It'll be probably a, I just want you to think about the call before you, I get held down. But he's probably top three in our BNF at the moment. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he's, I mean, um, look, yeah from a coach's perspective, he would be, absolutely. Yeah, and that's no where doubt. the difference lies. The fans don't see or understand necessarily what the coaches are wanting him to do. Yeah, well, he, he's dominating, and, and K Mac, magnificent, the man, the man oh, with um, hair oh, regrowth. Oh, <laughs> he lost a bit of the um, hair in the room after the game, after the water <laughs> had sort of struck him a few times on the top of the head. I, I gotta say, I gotta say, he's um, again, he's justifying his selection. And... He was clean, is what he was in a shit condition game. Twenty four disposals, five marks, five hundred and forty meters gained. Um, and he was he was quite clean with his pickups and attacking of the ball, and that's what we needed. Yeah, but but he was not. See, all right, CB, I, I love you, man. And you want to use the word magnificent? That's that's your call. For me, he's been on our list for seven years now, right? He's playing. He's now been given a a, a great opportunity to remain on the list. His game for me, for the level of experience he has, was serviceable at best, right? And I don't want to sound like I'm – I love Macca. I've always been a defender of his. But at the reality for me is this. When you have a player that's been with only seven and eight years and he's serviceable, um, and, yeah, he got it 25 times, but he was – and you say he was clean, but his decision-making in the forward 50, the kick into forward 50, time and time again, it was straight to Mills, I think he did it five or six times in a um, in six um, entries into fifty. It was straight to Mills, straight to Mills, straight to Mills, straight to Mills. Um, I expect better from McIntosh because my standard for him is a lot higher than it would be, let's say, a Bolton or a or a Short or someone that's been with us under four years. And that's oh, just I think you've been harsh. Oh, you've been oh look, harsh. Look, look, probably, probably am, probably am. Probably harsh in the sense that because they had that many people back there, it was almost yeah, inevitable correct. that it was probably going yeah, to be turned over. Yeah, 16 over, blokes sitting back there. So. Yeah, so, so as an experienced player, but maybe kick it into the corridor or, or uh, hold the ball till he can equalise the numbers. That's what I expect from a more se- a senior senior players, right? Because they, they're the ones that are, we're supposed to count on. That's uh, on the right decision-making. Um, not just kick it. Because, you, oh, well, I can see it. One Richmond jump, I'll just boot it in there. And that's, that you grow out of as you mature. Like Bolter's. Bolter's only been in a quarter, not even a tenth, one-tenth of uh, McIntosh's experience. Right? But within three years, he's learned not to just boot the ball long. He's doing beautiful short kicks and hitting a freaking target in the most pressured position in the ground, which is the back line. Right? He's actually doing that now. So he's learning. That's why, and I love Macca, but really... Why Nace did not play that game, I have no bloody idea. I posted, did Nace key Dimmer's car? That's the only reason why he's kept out. Because they put Egg on there, and I love Egg was in, right? I love it. But there's no way. But Egg's influence on that game was minimal. Nace was good. Oh, yeah, it was okay. And I'm wrapped that he had a good game, right? I hope he holds his spot. So don't misunderstand like I'm bashing a kid here. I'm not. But... We should be promoting kids on form and on the scratch matches. I went back and read every single fucking one on the website. Nash has been smashing it compared to Egg. Egg said one or two good games. Nash has had like 
80% good games. Could be a positional and, and, thing, though, because Nathan no, were fighting but, for a wing spot. Yeah, but and that's why. I'd See, for me, I would have probably put Maka where Egg was supposed to be in the half-back flank, because McIntosh has played there before. And put him in there and then put Nash on the wing. Or put Nash in half-back flank, because don't tell me it can be for – Egg's not that much taller, and really you've got short – and, and they would complement themselves as speedy weapons from the halfback. But we didn't do it. And I don't know why we didn't do it. Um, I hope we I hope we change. I, I, I read somewhere, week. I don't know if it's true or not, so this is just me browsing the internet. He's not uh, being but, he's not being traded, he's not being fucking no, yeah, no, I heard, no, no, not that. But read somewhere that at our one of our training sessions up in the Gold Coast that he wasn't training to the, a good enough standard and was even copping a bit of heat from Dimmer and Dusty, and that was from someone who was there watching. If that's true, then I applaud it. Then, then that you know, that's inexcusable. Right, we don't, I mean, yeah, there's no way for us to know but for sure, we, but that's just what what was floating around. So. Can we just go back on to Dustin Martin now? Now, anyone ever accused me for smacking Dustin Martin? I've been a Dustin Martin fan since get go. Right on the board. Anyone that asked me, I I don't try to be one eyed with Dusty, but. I, you know, you can't accuse me from what I'm going to about to say now that I'm a Dusty hater. But you just mentioned good training for him and he's given a rib to Nash. Well, Dustin Martin, if you're listening to this game, mate, and I love you, you need to fucking look at yourself in the mirror if you're telling another player that you're not performing well enough or you're not putting the effort in. Some of your piss-poor efforts on the weekend, you didn't chase. I think you did one attempted tackle. It's like I, – I know on the TV it's hard to get – because you get no concept on TV, right? You only see a splash of an image and you don't know what happened did behind the ball. Where at the ground you can see all that, right? So I'm conscious about this criticism. But as a standing leader of the club, right, our main marquee player, you are giving us nothing. You were handballing – he did a couple of handballs to Richmond players that are ready on the hammer – his confidence looks shot. He's not using that beautiful raking kit to a target. And when he tries to do it, he's turning it over. He's plodding around. If you're injured, Dustin, fucking don't get picked. Don't put your hand up. <coughs> but, but seriously, mate, play angry. Because you're not playing angry. You're playing like this is just a like you're giving up on the season. That's what it looks like for me. That kills me to say it. But I've got no I, um, I had a mate of mine. Knows how much I rate Dustin Martin. Oh, he's been shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was humiliated. I had to agree with every word he said. I had no comeback. So Dustin Martin, don't let it happen again. Hopefully it's an aberration. I hope you're getting this honest feedback. If we're going to give honest feedback to kids and tell them, yeah, your training standards are da 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 I hope Gim has just gone to him. Because I wanted him, be- I, to be honest with you, um, fuck the year. This is all about culture for the club. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a long-term view. I, I wouldn't pick him next week. Against North, I say you bench Dusty. I don't care if it makes us lose, but that yeah, would put a rocket up his ass. That'd be a rocket up his ass. No doubt. It wasn't. It wasn't a good game by him. It was a shocking game. I don't mind if you play shit. If you play shit, this is one thing with Macca does really well, right? And that's why, like I, when Macca first got dropped, I was re- very resistant to it. And the reason why I was is even when he's having a poor game, his work rate never dropped off, right? That's what you could always say with Macca. He would he would run, still run everywhere. He would still try to kind of contest, even though it wasn't working for him. He might turn it over, but he would run up, try to fix it. That's what you do when you're not informed. You work your way out of it. Dustin's not even doing that. So I don't know if you're meditating and you lost all this weight and you're thinking it's just going to click. 
for you or you reckon finals I'll click for you mate if you don't get your finger out of your ass we're not going to make finals you know what I mean so just pull your finger out of your ass you should be leading the midfield Lead yeah, with those, with those other guys not there, I thought he was going to step up, step up a bit more as well. No, he but... forward. That was weak to me. That was weak to me. Mm. Lead the midfield. Come on, Dusty. Lift for the North. Come game. on, Dusty. Take him apart. Come on. I... All right. Well, speaking of the pirate voice, we'll push on to the listeners' questions. Uh, CB, the first one's a few. I'm going to combine two here from Matt and for da- from David. It's about Daniel Rioli, who's obviously a big talking point this week. Uh, Matt, first of all, wrote, I've heard that Rioli has admitted he's not playing to his full potential this year due to the change in circumstances, i.e. COVID. Have you heard this and should he be parked if that's the case? And then David, hi boys, I thought Daniel Rioli is way off the mark at the minute. Do you think he should have a rest? And if so, who should replace him? So CB, what's your take on Rioli? Well, I think as a team, it was documented that we, we weren't really happy with this season the way... I guess with some of the aspects about it. Um, so I would imagine like with Jack and that maybe uh, sausages falling in amongst that. Personally, I haven't heard anything about him. Um, as you two boys would know, we, we had a bit of mail on stack a month ago. Yeah. But haven't heard anything on Dan. Um, but look, if this is the case, let's face it, he is, a, he is a shadow of his former self, Daniel. He's just, he's not looking like the player that we know he is and what he can be. Um, so I think... What, what would be appropriate is give him a spell and just give him the support he needs off the ground, if that's what he needs. And I'm, I'm sure the club is. They're a very, you know, very professional, caring club. Just just support him. For now, maybe football's not... Maybe playing football isn't the thing that he needs right now. So they should probably look after him. Um, Dave, who replaces him? Look, I really I really don't know. It. Um, I mean, one of the options is, could you push Baker forward and then bring in a halfback flanker? Or do you bring Stack or Dow? You bring one of them two back in there. Um, so there's a couple of options which we can do either either way. Either just bring someone in to play purely forward of the ball, or change it up. Baker goes forward, and you bring in another another person to play on halfback flank. Um, <coughs> I, personal preferences, I wouldn't mind seeing Stack come back back in and play in a half forward flank, um, but that's my personal preference because I believe that Stack plays better forward of the ball, not behind it. What about Nash? Why you you don't like Nash either? You are you dimmer? No. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> give Nash a crack. Fucking put him in the forward line. I'm like right on the Nash bandwagon. I mean, I I can't wait to say I told you so, mate. Seriously, I write a letter. I'm not, up. That's what I'm well, I didn't. Dima. I didn't. I didn't say anything negative, negative towards. <laughs> I didn't say anything negative towards Nash. I, I read between. I, the I just think you know. I, I just think. No, I think with um with the game we've got coming up. Against PM. <laughs> with the game we've got coming against North, we're going to need a good, a good, um, a good hard body because you know North do that faux tough guy shit as well. They're going to have a few boys that are hiring the boys throwing their weight round. So a guy like Stack, we know can take it and doesn't mind dishing it out. So that's probably part of my logic as well. You know what? I'll say? Look with Rioli just quickly. If he said that, like I haven't seen it, I haven't heard it, and I hope someone on Twitter can link me that where this might be documented, right? Um, if he said that. And that's his excuse for don't play him for the rest of the year. And then, see, the thing is, I thought our culture was about playing for your brothers, right? Playing for each other. For him to say, oh, you know, COVID and, you know, oh, it's all too hard. I'm not into it. I can't get my mind right. He's letting each one of his brothers down, right? And they're letting him down by letting him play in such board, in, in, in such a state. So both of each other are letting them down. That's why I find it hard to believe that's the case. Um, it would be, all right, 
you know, Phil Lindsay, okay, thank you for the honest feedback, brother. Love you, blah, 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 blah. You're not playing. Do you get your mind right? We're here for you if you need to. That's normally what we would do. So he needs to pull his finger out. I've always defended Daniel on this podcast. Yeah, but Russell, yeah, he's put his shirt on. He's getting a bit cold, <laughs> nipping. But um, yeah, no, he's um, he's letting he's letting himself down. Um, and I just want the club to come clean. Look, we can't afford to carry players at the moment. We're carrying players, um, and it's killing us. All right. The uh, next question is for you, Tig seventy one from Lee Williamson. I'm wondering what has happened to our forward press and pressure. Is it the players or the game plan or just opposition flooding? We don't seem to be able to keep the ball moving forward. There's no one in the fall line when the ball comes in and it comes straight back out. Yeah, I think we're just getting um, a three-part answer to the question real brief, right? Um, Dimmer is changing to the two things. He's changing his game plan based on how we have so many out of form. Um, so you've, you've got to adjust to it. And also the tactic where teams literally are rolling back um, in out to forward to clog us up. That's that's what's happening. Um, I think Dimmer got frustrated, even alluded to it. It's just not the Sydney game, but it's happened before. So he's got to coach us out of it, right? That's one of the one of the main things. Um, so we're getting yeah, we're getting completely clogged up there when we try to create space, and we're sort of causing our own issue. What um, tends to be happening is hard to comment this with one hundred percent certainty. I just go off feedback given to me from people that see the games live. Is that try, one way of trying to combat it? Is we're pushing our forwards. Uh, some of our forwards are running up in, towards the midfield to create space at the end. They're getting lost in the contest. Um, they're not running back um, quick enough. Um, if the ball gets turned over, because we're turning a lot more often than we normally do, so we turn it over. They're trying to regain ground, but the defenders are. Um, that normally would follow a half-forwards aren't. They're just dying in our, in our forward 50. So when you look at the TV, looks at it, you go in there and it's Lynch against three. There's Jack against three. So that's what's causing it. Um, we've just got to work our way through it, um, and that affects our forward press and pressure. We're not getting in the right positions. Um, also, too, in fairness to our forwards, to our connection of our midfield, our back line's great, right? Sydney game proved it. Our back line and our midfield starting to get there, but our back line proved it. Um, but our midfield connection into forward 50 is not there. Reason is they're all new. They haven't played together well. Um, we had 50 inside 50s. We're getting the ball in there. We're just not kicking it smart. We're not making the right options. And that's what I'm really disappointed in Jack and the leaders that should be saying, all right, if this is the game that they're playing, kick it straight to the square or do something, keep it simple. Um, create turnovers via free kicks if we can because God knows the opposition side's doing that. Like Sydney, again, Fucking two fifty meter free kicks. One were there, one wasn't. Um, yeah, so hopefully that answers your question. It's just yeah, it's it's hopefully it gets better. All right, next one for CB seventeen from Dario Tiger. Can I get your thoughts on Chol? Personally, I think he can develop into a great mobile ruck who can also be positioned in the forward line. I've watched some of his kicking for goal and believe it's improving, but still needs work. Thoughts? Agree one hundred percent. But I'll say this: I'm loving um, Chol's work so far. And how sick is his lateral movement? That sidestep he's got is unbelievable for a big bloke. Um, just he's wrong foot in midfielders. It's crazy what he can do. Um, but the reality is the only way that Chole gets better is we just keep playing him. And that's what I hope, hope that we sort of see. Um, his progression is um, like bang on. And I think you're right. He's a natural forward. He can jump. He can clunk him. We know he can kick goals. We've seen him do it in the reserves. And he's proving his weight, you know, he's, he's proving his worth in the ruck. So just keep playing him, Tigers. There's 
no reason to remove this kid out of the team right now. All right, I've got the next two from Will. It's a two-part question. Uh, the 16-minute quarter rubbish. Why do the AFL keep persisting with it? Uh, God only knows why they keep doing it. I think they're pretty much committed to the cause now. Um, I think it's going to probably be more to do with later in the year when they start trying to cram three or four games into short succession with the rest times. And it sounds like that fixturing is about to come up, but very much can't wait for it to go back to a normal length game. Uh, and with Moses not being able to part the sea of the Great Longmire Flood 2020, what <laughs> what can the numpties of Geelong at the AFL... I think this is in reference to what can Steve Hocking and co. do to fix the game. I'm not sure you can. Unfortunately, coaches at the end of the day are, are sort of entitled to coach the way they want to coach to try... Well, they're meant to try and win games, and I think we can all agree that Longmire wasn't trying to win games, but I'm not sure. I mean, they've tried to do the 6-6-6, which has worked for centre bounces, but I don't think you can really enforce it in general play. It'd just be too hard to manage. There's too much going on and too much happening, so I'm not sure they'll even bother trying to fix it. It could be something as simple. as If he keeps doing it, he might get a bit of a tap on the shoulder or a little cheeky email saying, hey, this isn't a good look for the game, because the AFL have been known to, to send those kind of memos out in the past to sharpen things up if it's not how, how they want it to, to be viewed. But, yeah, I don't think they'll change anything too drastically. Um, and you've got, to, you've got to keep in mind, too, is the 16-metre quarters is causing the flood, right? So they can't change anything. This, this is When this fucking 16-metre quarter rubbish disappears, it'll automatically fix up this flooding. Um, because John knew the, the quarters, he'll, he'll go for a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get smashed again. Flood, flood, flood. You can get away with it when the game's so short. Um when the quarters open up, when the game gets longer, you're not, you, you can't run, so your movement because you get endurance fatigue, so you can't run, so you, the guys flooding, um, start to get caught out, and then you start. That's why flooding doesn't work. Um, longer the game goes on, so uh, at the moment, yeah, this 16 minute quarter, which is an AFL design, which is fucking stupid. Like seriously, I don't see, I don't care about they have to play four games in four days. Soccer players do it. 16 minutes, they shouldn't have shortened the quarters, just increased the bench. That's what they should have done. Um, yeah, great more tactics in the game. But they didn't. Yeah. No, 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 because Hocking and the Geelong Cabal, Cabal wanted to look after the good old cats and the older sides. And let's give let's give Clarkson a wank-wank with his old pensioner team. And it backfired on Clarkson because they're all old codgers, but they're even older than what we saw. But, yeah, it's 16 minutes. What a lot of rubbish. They didn't even think about it. It's typical AFL, short short-term reaction to a problem. Um, just have to wait till next year. Hopefully next year. Let's just pray. Let's all hold the hands together and just just, just pray to whichever God you, you pray yeah. to. Just, you know, fucking COVID just disappears so I can get my proper quarters and the endurance game comes back into the thing and Richmond wins another flag. That's all I ask. All right, next question for you, TX71, from Ron Ashby. I noticed the number of Tiger supporters bagging George Castagna on Twitter yesterday, but I thought he played all right. Not our best, but certainly not our worst small forward. What are your thoughts? Comments saying how good Bolton played, yet he only had one possession more playing midfield. Yeah, look, um, I sort of touched on um, George. I Actually, before I even noticed your question, I gave him a plug. Yeah, look, ignore the haters. Like, I know, look, twist, I love Tiger supporters because they're exactly like me. We're fucking just emotional. And CB loves, you know, McIntosh and... I think he's okay, but um, to CB, he's magnificent, right? Now, if, if another supporter was listening, what the fuck is calling him magnificent? But they don't get it, but I get it because he's a Tiger man. So, yeah, we wear our hearts on our um, sleeve. Um, 
George cops a bit because he misses goals as well, um, and people just don't let shit go, so they just add layers. So he played a great game, in, in my opinion. He supported a young midfield. He flooded back in defence. He he makes the chaos, but he's it's reason he's here, not Butler's not here. His reality is he creates chaos, which we've built a game plan around, funny enough. Um, he I'm not saying we built a game plan just around George, but if you get my point, he enhances that. Butler doesn't, and Butler's a perfect example against the Saints. He had three positions. That's the problem with Butler. He can go really, really high, but his lows are very, very low. George is fairly consistent. He rarely has a bad game, and perfect example that's when he's been out of form. I think it was two weeks ago where he wasn't getting a possession. Dimmer just had to talk to him, and then he was best on ground for the last quarter. Nearly won us the game, but he just missed those shots. That's what George does. Um, as to the other part of your, your question, I hope that answers in. You look, but Bolton, a couple of reasons. Bolton played a lot of minutes in the midfield. He is young, he's a kid, and he did something that we've been screaming out for. He was clean with the football, and he actually kicked the ball to dangerous positions and created created the play, um, and he did it consistently. He faded out a little bit within quarters, but, yeah, no, nah, Bolton – Bolton's going to be an absolute gem. Just put weight on him. And he's going to be our new Edwards. Edwards was really light too. That's, I rate him as much as Edward Jesus, you know. Um, he's an apostle of Jesus. That's what he is. Edwards is Jesus and he's the apostle. He's the next coming of coming of Edwardness, if I can say. But, um, yeah, no, Bolton, that's why. And Bolton just looks flashy. He plays in the, in the, in the um, midfield. So love, love them both. Yeah, ignore the Twitters, mate. Ignore All the right. Twitters. And the last question for CV before we get on to next or this week's game is from our favourite Sinbad. Uh, do we bring back the big bodies of Ross and RCD to play against the shit kickers North? NORF. Some say that Sin bad, but I say Sin good. Right. Um, actually, what I'm going to do, I'll answer this, but it's going to kind of lead into our preview of the Richmond North game, if I may, please. That works. That so, works. Go for it, mate. Go for it. Yep. So I reckon we just backed the boys in. Um, so we backed Bolton and Graham and Pickett. I think they all played solid games in their return, so there's no reason to change that up. Um, pace on the outside, that's what's going to get them. We'll get North and match them on the um, inside ball and get it out. And as we've discussed, what we actually need is Dusty to get going. Now, here's some numbers for you, just to lead into the game now, having said that. So I think don't bring in Ross for RCD. I think back in what we've got there, and we need to bring in more of a flanker type. Um, Bombers versus North. So on the weekend, just gone. Kicks, 182 to 184. North had two more kicks. However, Bombers, 160 handballs to North Melbourne, 95. All right, and keep in mind all the clearance numbers were even, all the contested numbers were even. Uncontested possessions though were 198 to 137. Essendon in front, so basically Essendon got them on the spread and through work rate. And I think that's where the answer lies for us to beat them as well. So I think it's um, yeah, it's going to be our run and carry, and the way we move the ball is the secret to our success this weekend. Done. It's interesting yeah, with the, the Essendon style being very Richmond-like now is what broke them down and sort of browsing the, the kangaroos boards that 
their turnover is, the, is what's killing them as far as all of their supporters are concerned. And, and that comes due to high pressure. So if we can actually really get our pressure game up and going, um, which we're starting to see sort of flashes of, then we should be half a chance to knock them off. But the one thing I'll say about North is they always match up really well on us for some reason. Mm. I don't know what it is, whether it's their player type or their structures or a combination of both, but no matter if they're going shit, we're going good or the other way around, they always just seem to match up really, really well on us. And and I don't think it's going to be an easy game, despite ladder position and all that kind of stuff. Um, they've still got some good players up forward. Zerhas can be a handful. Taron Thomas, Ben Brown, while he's probably not setting the world on fire, he's still a big target. Can but, uh, can I just get in there on floppy? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, arms brown. Yep. So Ben Brown, our nemesis. I'm going to give you his last three games. First Hawthorne, one goal, three disposals. Versus the Dogs, zero goals, eleven disposals. Versus Essendon, one goal, eight disposals. So what I'm suggesting for all you. Tigers of old cursed supporters. He's due. He's kicking fine. And, <laughs> yeah, he the prick. The prick is due. He's done nothing for a month, and you know this is the one where he's going to get two cheapies in front of the goal. The umpire's going to call a bullshit holding, or he's going to do an Olympic dive forward and draw that cheap free kick. I'm just saying it's going to happen. So don't lose your shit when it does, because I've already read the tea leaves. But here's <laughs> the thing: I don't want Asprey on him. I actually don't want Asprey to return to the team this week. If I'm honest with you, I don't think we need Asprey to beat them. Um, what I want, I actually want Noah Bolter to take him. And I, so I, I believe that Noah can match him on the ground and can run with him. Because as you know, uh, Brown can push up quite high. But I think Bolter's got the speed to um, keep up with him. So I believe it's time for the Rants version two to take a scalp. And I'm hoping it's going to be floppy Brown this weekend. Look, if Cunnington's not playing against us, he's, he's out, isn't he? He's done his bag. Yeah. I think he's still out. Zeebel yeah. sounds like he's a chance to come back in from what I've read. Yeah, um, and Mason Wood kicked four goals in the scratch match for him. Now that bloke is one of those players, and you, all these Richmond people, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, is yeah. that one player yeah. from each team who does shit all against everyone else all year? He's a Tyro Richmond. He's a fucking Tyro. Or he's like a Brock McLean when he was at Carlton, did shit all, oh. all year, and then torched yeah. us every single oh. time. And yeah. this bloke, Mason Wood, he looks like Wayne Carey when he plays against us. No one can stop him for some reason. So don't be shocked if he comes in either. Look, the only thing that's giving me a bit of confidence in this game, because God knows our form's not. I know it sounds odd because we've won two games in a row, right? Um, but we had five changes. So, really, I'm probably talking down the win more than I should do because, you know, not many teams win with five ins. Um, so, I'm a little bit with CB. I'll I'd, I'd, I'd leave the, the, the ins as they are. I'll just probably replace um, Egg with Nash. And the other reason is because Nash will bring more speed, um, is, is what we need. Um and I think he's more AFL ready. That's the only other reason. So you're leaving Rioli in? I'll leave Rioli in because this is the reason why before the twi- uh, everyone gets onto me on Twitter, <laughs> Rioli is a champion player for our club. And when I use that word, right, I mean he's got us into grand finals from his own boot, right? In every big game, he's come up. So I'd be going, okay, his head's not right. Have a sit down and create, make this. You know how Wallace used to do crunch ball, right? Well, we need big ball, mate. Big boy month, right? And I will put the onus on Martin Rioli, Jack Rewalt, the ones that aren't firing in full cylinders and say you need to give us 150%, leave nothing on the park, and challenge him. So I would play him as a challenge. And if he fucking doesn't come up, then then I'll drop him. And I'll drop him till he proves on form, 
which could take him weeks and weeks and weeks to come back in, right? So that's what I'll do. So I'd keep him in. Um, and also, to the other reason, too, is because we've had five changes. So it gives these kids and give this side, give this midfield with this forward line to go, okay, this is what didn't work last week. If we see this again, this is what we need to now do. And I reckon that could benefit us. Instead of changing new personnel, mixing it in that for players that didn't play last week, didn't learn lessons, and that in part's been our problem, I think. Uh, we, we, we haven't grown. So hopefully we keep treat the North game as a growth thing. Um, look, I've seen a bit of North. I saw the Essendon game. Um, Essendon's not playing Richmond's way. They're playing what Colton's doing it too. Everyone's playing Richmond's way. Everyone is kicking the ball, moving the ball forward, either by hand or by foot. They're doing it all into space. Carlton did it against the Bulldogs. Um, most sides are doing it. In the contest, knock it forward. Um, but Essendon, you're right, they beat them on the spread. Now, we have the ability to beat them on the spread. Um, we've, uh, we've, we've got the work, but, and I believe we've got the work rate. We've turned that fitness corner. Um, so I'm wrapped. We've got North. They're, kind of, they're confident against us. I think we've only beaten them once out of the last three times. They're going to go, okay, this is our win. We haven't won many games. This is our win. So they're going to play like they always do their grand final against us. Um, and we can, if we can, if we just tidy up that bloody disposal and stick a few tackles, I reckon we'll win this game by about 30 points, um, by about five goals. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, it's a danger game. We could lose. See, we've got GWS the following week. Can I ask everyone a question? Why are we playing? I thought we were playing Queensland for five weeks. How come we don't play, only play Queensland twice so we've just finished our quarantine? And then we've got to go to New South Wales. Don't we have to go and quarantine yet again for another two weeks? Don't I know. I, I was wondering the same thing while we're going to Sydney so soon. I'm not too sure how that how that all. Because that's ridiculous, isn't it? Because yeah, that means you're out of quarantine. Need to quarantine. Mm, I thought I did think that was a little bit odd, but oh, well, we'll wait and see what happens with that. Um, the other part of the game plan I think we should really look at uh, adopting this week is let Jasper Pittard kick the ball at all costs. He's very yeah. much in the frawly mould, not very good by foot. So when he's playing down back, don't be surprised if our players zone off him in particular. If they chip it across the back line to him and apply any small amount of pressure, he's probably going to cough it up. So hopefully we can just yeah apply that pressure game, get the ball turned over and Fingers crossed it's decent weather. I think we're playing on a Saturday night, off memory. Yeah. So it could be a little bit dewy up there at Metricon, but if it's okay weather, I'd like to think would be a good chance to beat him. And, you know, we're, what, a game or two points off second spot at the moment. So not all, we're going pretty well, but a win here would really sort of set us up. Can I put our tinfoil hats on as a podcast? I just want to answer, ask a question to the, um, ask a question to the Twitter sphere. See if this is a conspiracy. Has Richmond played a day game? No. Oh, have we? The Saints. The Saints, but that was under roof. Have we played a day game? No, not at not outside. Thursday no. Thursday night. Thursday night. Um, yeah, be the St Kilda one, but that would have been. Oh, that was under roof. That was yeah, under cover. They included. So, so we've uh, not played one day game, have we? No, Melbourne was. Oh, that was a late start, wasn't it, Melbourne? So it was, yeah, it was, I don't include a date, like two o'clock yeah, start yeah, no, in the no, day. No, I don't think we so. Haven't. I don't think so. Why? Why are other clubs, are we the only club that's in this position to have not played a day game? Because no, I seriously, to know. Because I seriously think, one thing for us, when there's wind, right, um, it helps us in 
getting because you can't predict where the ball's going to go and all this. I, I know people. This why I say it's tinfoil hat because it's probably easy better out. But I think it, you know we're going on round seven and we have not seen the sun when we play the game. Right, it must have an effect. And then they're giving us Sydney. Finally, Sydney, we're playing on their home ground. I don't know how they worked that out because I thought the um, grand final rematch is on the victors' home ground, right? Now, home ground's not obviously Melbourne. We're not going to play in Melbourne. So why aren't we playing it in Queensland? Yeah, I'm not too sure. I well, think there's a little bit of digging into that one. I thought we might have had a few more games up there as well. But could you be, could you please? Because I think I think I think yeah, there's a bit of an agenda here. I, you know, I'm not saying you know COVID came just to fuck Richmond over. Um, even though I think Dank and some of the Essendon fucking put it in the water supply just to fuck us <laughs> over, but um, but no, it, it doesn't smell right to me. There's clearly sides that are being fixtured. Um, to more hinder than to make it neutral. That's how I feel. Anyway, that's what it's starting to read to me. It's just bullshit. Ah, oh, well. Well, as Dimmer always says, anyone, anytime, anywhere, we'll, uh, we'll take it in our stride, no doubt. But hopefully we can just knock off the ruse this week and get that one behind us and then push on and see what happens versus the Giants. Yeah, three will be a, a oh. good result given the outs we've got, the timing of it. Um, and the fact that everyone's written us off, I'm, I'm more than happy for us to keep staying under the radar and just keep ticking over some, some wins. doesn't matter if they're scrappy or whatever, because we don't need to start playing well until later in the year, as we all know. So let's uh, hopefully see the boys get up against the Kangas. Yeah. Before we head off, we'll get the tips, including margin. CB, what are you going with? Uh, it's going to be <clears throat> going to be tight, ugly, and horrible. Uh, one of those real tense games. So I'm thinking Tigers will win, but... Eight points, Rioli out, and Flanker in. Oh, I'm going to stay with my five goals, so 35 points. Oh, 30 points. Yeah, nah, 30 points. I reckon it's going to be – they're going to throw everything. Look, we're either going to lose by 30 or win by 30. Um, I think they're going to throw everything at us. I think we've grown from the St Kilda game. Um, we've got hungry players on the list that are getting games, and they're not going to want to drop this because I know if they get dropped, they're not, probably not going to come back in. So, for a while, because um, they haven't got no VFL to prove their form on. So, I'm going to back us in again. But fucking please, stick a tackle. That's all I ask. Stick a tackle. <laughs> and I reckon Tigers by about 15 points. Um, looking forward to seeing Soldo take on Goldstein in the ruck as well. I think it'll be an oh, important yeah. battle for the I game. I reckon he's going to do well with him. I reckon he'll do well with him. I reckon he needs to hit into him. I, one thing disappoints me is I love Soldo. I love. But he's so big and strong. Why doesn't he smash into other other rucks, like physically, like a mummy? Just go in and bash him, you know, lift those big knees and start crunching, crunching other rucks. That's the only thing why I'm spewing that's not in his game. Can you train it, or does he need to? Um, I don't know. It'd be nice to see. Him. Well, he does throw his weight around the ground level, but I know what you mean in the ruck contest. Just be a bit more physical, but it'd be yeah. a huge huge test for him this week. So hopefully he stands up and Troll can do that second string role like he usually does and hold his own as well and let's hope the boys can kick a winning score. That's it. And no flooding for God's sake, Reshaw. Do well, not do it. They've got the inform on my personal opinion. They're in the most informed backman in the game in Tarrant. He's having an absolute fucking blinder. Um, if we kick the ball long and high, they're going to just swallow up and rebound. Right? We've got to lower the eyes and maybe we just need to... One thing that kills a flood is doing the short kicks into the forward 50. Short kicks. Or deep penetrating kicks into, and I'm contradicting myself. Or the extra long kick right into the square. Um, 
because the more you do that, the more panic you set, and then eventually ends up breaking. Um, but we've got to be a lot smarter with the ball because Tarrant is an absolute jet. It's funny, the older you get, um, the better you get. And and can I just – Scuttlebutt's going around about rants, so stay tuned. I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working on a few sources at the moment just to clarify it before I even come out with anything. But there's a bit of noise about rants, and look, corns can suck my cocks. Guys, excuse me, ladies. Sorry, it's just corns rings the worst out of me. He's not going to another club if he does come back into the game. But I just need to know um, if he is. I got strong mail from a mate I rate that um, it's it's starting to become on the agenda for next year. But we'll see. I don't know if it's hundred percent, but I'll, I'll know more. I am dig- I'm right. digging into it. Just leave it at that. I'm digging into space. it. Watch the space. All right. And with that, fellas, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for your time tonight. And until no next week, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers!